Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. On this week's podcast, well, I'm going to be on it, I think. I think it'd be uh, better I, if you stay. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say hello and then go. No, I'll stay. Uh, I'm Alex and I'm joined by Luke Marley. Hello. Who I dearly love. You do. I do. You do. Should we get on to that later? <laughs> yeah, I haven't printed it off, but yeah, we can discuss Park. it. Hello. You never come on the podcast, yeah, now I you're here. I know, I'm normally in the other room. You're, more, you're the guy it. messing it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, to yes. be fair, the sweeping sound wasn't my fault. Sweet. Well, yeah, that, but... That but was the... actually just Stuart sweeping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but the glitching, the glitching of last week. Well, the glitching yeah. wasn't my fault either, it was well, a hard drive error. Apologies okay. to all. Yeah, but you're the person that presses record, and therefore it is your fault. Yeah, right. uh, it's entirely my fault. Looping Luke. stuff for feedback this week, but there's a guy who wrote in, and it's the first time you're, he'd you're ever... Daniel Cooper, by the way. I'm Daniel Cooper. Hello. <laughs> um, there's a guy who wrote in, first time he ever had an email read out on the podcast, and it cut out as soon as we started to read out. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Like, oh, we, I, I don't know why I'm read out today, or is that? No, I didn't <laughs> bring it back you in. You get one chance. Yeah, <laughs> one chance. Who knows really? what's going to happen with this podcast? Yeah, and it's very controlled. It might not even be recording. Well. Let's hope it is. I hope so. so. Also, we've not. If you are watching as well, it might look a little bit cozy. Yeah, <laughs> the freight because we've lost our table. Someone's next our table. Yeah, we've lost our table. So we've um, we took us quite a while to get ourselves into this position when we're not touching. So yeah, it's looks like we're having therapy. It it's does. like an AA meeting. My, my legs are quite close together. <laughs> yeah. My balls are currently quite crushed. I lose got shorts on as well, just to make it a little bit more. Awkward. I am just to make it so you can see my flesh. Well, Luke, put the mouse back in the house. Hey, it's going to be that basic instinct moment. <laughs> Very exciting for us all. So yeah, it's been a, it's going to be a fun one. Is the hope. Mm. So just to address, so we did get an email from a listener who said that. <laughs> Uh, can I stop hating on you? We, yeah, this is actually the second such email we've got from two people. So the first one was from lkamali at hotmail.com. Which the was second a one was, bit of a giveaway. Uh, Kamali Luke at hotmail.com, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that person had a genuine complaint. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it's just uh, Alex's sardonic humour and we, um, he very do much... Do you want to hear anything from that email in particular? I don't know, do we? What do you think? Well, it just... it's. He he's upset because he thinks that I despise Luke. Well, the subject title is Alex needs to stop attacking Luke. Um, <laughs> Do you okay. feel like Alex is attacking you? I think he's no. constantly attacking Luke Marley. I listen to a lot of podcasts, mainly because I don't have a TV. The quality of content is terrible in Qatar. This is where this guy lives. Mm. Um, uh, right. Like as in phlegm. I thought you guys had good chemistry <laughs> until Alex started to constantly attack and undermine Luke. <laughs> this is very obvious, and I honestly feel like switching off when this happens because of the negativity from Alex makes me cringe. Yeah. Wow. Alex, you, you just, you're just going for him. <laughs> I, I basically, it's clear to me as a listener that Alex does not like Luke. Well, I, I was quite taken aback by this. So, yeah. And so, I think as soon as it came in, it, I did say to you, You did. Do you feel yeah. like I'm attacking you? No, and then you we. Went, Do you feel like I'm attacking you? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> It's like if he's getting that impression from the podcast, you should see what you're like in Jesus the Christ, yeah, say, you have no idea. You've not seen me attack someone. <laughs> um, yeah, Ooh. no, it's very all very, it's, Alex is quite sardonic and sarcastic, and um, I happen to say stupid things. But I would say... <laughs> my, we each have our roles. I would it's a good say it's, it's, it's a British thing, though. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I get it all the time um, when we went over to San Francisco. 
um, be real Nile. People think you're salt. very cutting, don't they? I can't help it. It's just how I am. <laughs> I don't I, mean I think it. This guy who wrote in, I think he is a Brit. Yeah, but I know a friend who studied at American University for a term, and he made friends with some guys. And when they were down a pub or a bar in America. He was just like interacting like he would with his British mates. Yeah. And mm. after a while, these guys just turn around like, why are you being such a dick? Yeah. Like, why are you... Like, well, that's what happened like, when we were in San Francisco. I, I like you. And we take yeah. the mick out of each other. We are absolutely lot. horrible. Definitely I mean, Bear, Park, Bear Park's ginger. And, you know, I mean... Here we go. You are really horrible to Bear Park. I'm really yeah. horrible to Bear Park. But the thing is, if someone else from another team you might see took, out, took the piss out of one of you two, I would kick off. Yeah. 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 They're not allowed to do this. There's no. a sense yeah. of trust Yeah, involved. It's like you can insult exactly. your parents and your family, but no one else can insult your parents and Give your family. Slap. So yeah. Sales came I haven't insulted your mum, but I've done something. No, don't. I knew that was going to happen. Why did I do that? She's practically my neighbour, right? She is practically your neighbour, yeah. Now let's please leave it there. Um, uh, I know. I know, yes. Alex lives in the same town as my mum. I've parked my you car in a garage. Pays fealty to her. <laughs> he works the land in service to your ancestral home. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mr. He lives Marley, in <laughs> feudalism has largely died out in the UK, apart from Luke's domain. Yeah. Good. Are we all happy? Yeah, yeah I'm good. happy. Bullying and feudalism covered off in the first 10 minutes of the IGN. There we go. Podcast. So what have it's we been goody. up to this week? I've been spending loads of money on my credit card. <laughs> good. On? For you lot. Yay, thank you. <laughs> Alex has been buying us presents. Well, not really. No. Flights to Germany. Um, One-way flights to Germany. Yeah. For Gamescom. Yeah. Well, you think that, but I've booked it for the wrong week. Ah, have you? No, so we're just going on holiday. <laughs> of course I have Because originally you did say, give the email that it was the wrong week. What? You said the W slash C... The 17th, and I assume that meant the week commencing the 17th, but it isn't. It should be the week concluding the 17th. Oh, I don't know. Oh, whatever. You've, you've booked it right now, so it's fine. Thanks. <laughs> I'm like, I was going to tell you at the time, but I thought I'd wait until. But yes, Gamescom is now booked. Apart from you. Apart from me. Well, your hotel's booked, tomorrow. but your travel's not. Yeah, my travel's not. Why haven't you booked it? I might be going to Amsterdam the weekend beforehand. Oh, might you? Yeah. On a jolly. Not really. But nice. With some IGN US chaps who have invited you, with- but none of us. Really? <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I think, like, it will get extended. It's very much just a, a conversation right now. Ah, right. That so we're not part of. So we could all be going to Amsterdam. Now. What's it to see? Is it just for fun? What's it just to see? There's a <laughs> lot to knows? see in Amsterdam. See, but the thing is, it just for funsies. For funsies? <laughs> funsies. I yes. thought it was, it's all that it might be to see your game. No, it's just for funsies. It's an IGN first. It's, it's a, on the it's a very specific game. game. You're so posh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's for funsies. It's for funsies. <laughs> so it's not for fun. Yes, it's it, for fun. Yes. Oh, yes. for fun. Yes, it was just it was just one email. No subsequent information has been relayed. Who's it from? Krooper, I don't Tal, think this is the right and thing. Marty are going on a big old and we're not invited. district tour of well, Amsterdam. Yeah, lads. We're invited. We're not. Well... We're might just come along anyway. Amsterdam, damn Why you. We do our own I'm going to the Anne Frank Museum to write, she was an IGNer. Oh, Bieber. It's a bit Bieber-esque. That's what I was going for. I was a bit late. Yeah, well, this is exactly why we can't be on the podcast Ooh. together. Anyway, should we move on to this week's news? Yeah, I can't well, remember who was first. People are still listening. Yeah. Star Wars. You. It's Who would have thought that another Star Wars rumour would come out? Yeah, well, we're making them up each week, right, <laughs> until release, people. Um, so the latest one is from the Latino Review. That came close to a very offensive. That did come quite I close. I really no. retrieved that Lati- last minute. Latino Review sounds like a little sexy website. <laughs> <laughs> Latino <laughs> Review. Come and see the Latino Review. Please don't forget to post your review. <laughs> um, <laughs> so on the Latino Review... <laughs> 
user rating. Um, <laughs> Latino Review suggests that Star Wars Episode 7 will include Mandalorian mercenaries and Sith witches as the antagonists in that. So game. Mandalorian is Boba Fett. Mm, the the Mandalorians, I believe, like are different. a nomadic sept. And they're like... Of which Boba Fett yeah. and one. Fett are associated. Yeah. yeah, he's one. And so they, they're kind of like... They're Jedi hunters in this era, right? In theory. They're meant to be. Bounty hunters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, they're, yeah but they're specifically like... They we're, in the, take we're, out in the of, um, we're in the realm of speculation territory. They'd be whatever they, you want them to be. They might be dinosaurs in hats. They were in, they were in Knights of the Republic. They're, they're older. They've been around in Knights of the Republic as well. They were Knights of the Republic, the Who game. Uh, Mandalorians. The Mandalorians. Okay. Like they're kind of clan, a warrior clan. A canon ain't a canon anymore. Yeah. We're a long way from home, Dorothy. Right. So, and also Sith witches. <laughs> What's all that about? Is that just like... Lady Siths. Sith Witch. <laughs> right. I don't know much, but this, this is, belongs to the Expanded Universe. Okay. And I have brought up the Star Wars Wikipedia. Wikipedia? Yeah. I'm actually on the Star Wars one. Right. Well, then it's whatever. It's, it's, it's the official one. Uh, <laughs> whatever. It's not a pun. They were a sect of the Witches of Dathomir, sometimes referred to as the Night Sisters. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> right. Well, no, going to go into it's, it's, a lot of depth. Well, I, I, th- I thought I think it's about, about 30,000 words long. Just 4,000 words. I thought, yeah. <laughs> skip most. And you know what? Can't pronounce a lot of it. Um, <laughs> did well with Dathomir, though. Well done. Yeah. So there you go. Is that a good thing that there's going to be some Mandalorians and Sith witches? Yeah, I think so. We've got Django, which is nice. Or like a Boba Fett bounty hunter Django type thing. Django is awful. Django. Oh, you prefer Boba? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys. Is that, is that a question seeing. even worth asking? Um, well, I hated Boba Fett when he was young Boba Fett in the new ones. <laughs> but you thought Django really nailed it. Well, he, <laughs> he was... That stupid uh, silver armour. He was all right. Isn't it the same armour? I thought he was, was all right. I didn't mind it too much. Olive, everything looks better in olive green. Does it? <laughs> yeah. That's my mantra. I'm on the crest of how It's a weird thing, because... <laughs> If they're using the Mandalorians and it is something resembling Boba Fett, that's the mm. second time they've preyed upon the popularity of that character. Yeah. And they did it in the prequel trilogy because Boba Fett is like, Boba inor- Fett, Boba Fett yeah. is inordinately popular for the screen time exactly. that he has. Yeah. It's, he says it's, nothing it's pretty much. It's ridiculous how popular that character is. It's largely mm. to do yeah. with costume design, I guess. How many lines does he have? He says, he's no good to me dead. Uh, A couple more. He's an empire pro- yeah. and then, he's at the, yeah. then he dies at the beginning of Jedi in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> For a 30-year-old film. Hey. Uh, yeah, Jane Eyre, she marries him. Oh, really? Spoiler. You don't actually see him die. No. He gets digested over thousands of years. Sarlacc. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so the second time they've played upon that, so that's a bit like, I, I don't know if they... Is that wise? Well, he... I, you go for it. Oh, thank you. Go on. I think J.J. Abrams is a smart cookie, and I think he'll do it in a way that feels natural and will hopefully make me feel happy with it, rather than it just going like, this character's really popular, let's throw him in mm. there, and you know people love it because of that, which is what happened in the prequels. I mean, the thing, the thing is, the Mandalorians as a sect are quite different from from him. Like They kind of have a kind of tribe mentality in is all it, of this. I don't actually know if Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. He wears Mandalorian he, Yeah, he wears armor, Mandalorian so. armour. As far as I'm aware that he he isn't a Mandalorian who's kind of left them, because oh, he's... Cause he's just, we should look this shit. We're so speculating he's here, we're sorry. He's a Kiwi. Well, in, originally. In episode, whichever one it was, two? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Attack of the Clones. That was a terrible film, but let's yeah. not even start on that. No. Empire five-star film. Really? <laughs> wow. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, anyway, there we go. Um, 
So that that might be it. Because switches. <laughs> so are we moving on to the next Let's piece of news? Let's move on to the next story. So we we drown. We drown ourselves in speculation. So The Witcher Three. Some details have leaked. Um, so a CD Projekt Red member had his Google Drive hacked, and so a lot of details have leaked. Some nice details. Some not so nice details. Um, Let's start with the not-so-nice details. Okay, the not-so-nice details include basically just the kind of stuff that we've seen before. Um, of Because these were never meant to be made public, right? So yeah. someone writing the script for the... I saw this. Yeah, yeah, writing the script for the E3 demo we saw. And um, there's a phrase where there's a woman who appears and it's like, you know... Uh, and in brackets it says, you zoom in on her boob physics, eye candy, and all of this stuff. Wow. Um, like basically just kind of completely being like, yeah, just give people something to look at. Yeah. That's the not-so-nice stuff. But again, it was never meant to be the light of day. Doesn't excuse it, but whatever. Yep. Um, and then, but some other stuff, uh, concept art, um, details of the endings as well, which we're not going to spoil here because who wants that? But um, one of the more interesting things was um, a map was revealed, a map of the island of Ard Skellig, which is said to be 64 kilometers squared and is meant to be absolutely charge. And it's only one of the few places that you can go. So how big is that? In comparison to Skyrim. You know what? When I was writing the story, I tried to find out and I couldn't because one was in miles and one was in kilometres and it really confused me. That's not that You could have just Googled that. <laughs> I could have just Googled the conversion. I was going to, but right. it confused and me. Have, have you got any drive. comparisons? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, but it, I was... Is it similar to the lower lower field? Yes, it's similar <laughs> to the to the garden, the lower orchard. <laughs> um, no, it's um, it's big, right? It'll take you ages to walk across. I think Papa. it's big. Can I fly the chopper down to the lower orchard? <laughs> do, you know, do you know, I'm just going to take a moment to just have a look at how, how big is GTA. Uh, right? Totally. How did his um, Google Drive get hacked, though? Um, I assume he was looking at bad things on the internet. I don't know. Right. How does that work? Well, keylog isn't thing, in it? Hmm. Either way. I, that's one of the negative things about storing all of your valuable stuff in the cloud, right? Yep. Definitely. Power of the cloud. What's the most valuable thing you keep in the cloud? Um, um, oh, okay. So here you go. So Red Dead Redemption's map was um, seventy-two point five kilometers squared. So that's bigger. Red Dead Redemption's whole map was seventy-two. This is one part. Oh, okay. Of the Witchers, so there's oh. at least two other places, right. including the main city right. and No Man's Land. Ooh. So which you would assume would be quite big as well. So how there big you was go. it again? Um, and GTA Five is forty-nine. Uh, so it is sixty-four. 60 oh, okay. Sixty-four kilometers squared. Um, so it's pretty G- big. Yeah, in total. And GTA 5's map is forty-nine square miles. How much was Red Dead? Which is, th- hmm? How much was Red Dead? You said Red Dead was seventy-two. Seventy-two squared. That's bigger than GTA. No, I thought they said GTA. Oh no, hang on a minute. Wasn't it because of? I thought the whole map was five times the size, but not necessarily looking down on it because it was the verticality. Uh, because yeah. you've got right. above ground, underwater. Right. San Andreas was 36, if that interests anyone. What's GTA 5? 49. Don't know, I haven't found Multiple it. It's miles, it? that's miles, yeah. What about um, the crew? I don't know. That's, like, that's, um, that's you should know all this stuff. It's actually um, just, you drive across America, it's incredibly boring. Oh, GTA, GTA 4. <laughs> not really, not really. But it's super compressed. Oh, well, someone, right. no, hang on, yeah. someone's but now... I think you could probably get you know, from this, LA to Vegas in... Someone's now said Red Dead is 17.4 hours. It's not going to be full size, is it? Well, I don't know. Some people might like that. Well, no, it's, like, uh, it's like Penn and Teller's game. You know the Penn and Teller video game? What's that? But let me just look this up so I get my facts right. 
Because okay, so we haven't been doing a lot of that so far. Yeah, I, I like magic. So, you, oh yeah, Rich is um, a very talented magician. So you never talked about it. It's an unreleased video game. You never let me forget. Um, <laughs> I can't believe they right, carry made on, a video carry game. On, carry on, carry on. I'll look at what I want to find. I'm kind of done on yeah, that one. Well, but there's going to be some the Kinect next... stuff as well, wasn't there? And Google oh yeah, Glass. so um, one of the other things it does mention is uh, smart glass smart and Connect functionality hasn't been implemented yet, implying that there may be some, but they have already said previously there will not be exclusive content, so it'll probably just be a way of interacting rather than any extra mini games or anything exciting like that. Uh, okay. Will you be able to fast travel across such a vast land? I believe so, yeah. So it's a mini game within a unreleased video game called Penn and Teller's Smoke and Mirrors for what was it for? Sega CD. So one of the mini games is called Desert Bus. Desert Bus is a game in which you drive a bus from Tucson, Arizona to Las Vegas in Nevada wow. in real time at a maximum speed of forty-five miles per hour. Per hour, it takes eight hours of continuous play to complete, what? and it cannot be paused. How did they fit that into well, the I disc? Think it's like it repeats the because it's basically a straight oh, right. in a desert. Yeah. My favorite bus is Why the Venga bus. Amazing. Um, why would you even include that? Why would that seem like a good idea? It's funny. And because um, the reason that I remembered it is we recently, around Easter time, published a feature about gaming charities mm. and how people are using the medium of video games to generate money for charity. And one of the things people do is use Desert Bus because it's a bit of a gag. Yeah. And a feat of endurance, like, can you do this eight hour kind of monotonous thing? Wow. But it was unreleased. It was unreleased, but you can. Uh, but it's straight so it's a straight road I think so but you need I think the bus would like go one right, way or the other so right. it needs a constant correction otherwise it ends oh my god <sighs> that doesn't sound very magical although <laughs> although the landscape never changes an insect splats on the window screen about five hours through the first trip <laughs> and on the return trip light fades with differences at dusk and later a pitch black oh, so it's a return plate. trip as well oh yeah you gotta go back wow gotta go there to come back and you don't get any of the fun bit in the middle the Vegas bit. Well, the I'm assuming you're just bit, the driver. Yeah. Maybe you're just dropping them off and then going off to your other jaunt jobs. Oh, let's rescue this podcast with some born news, Creeper. It's rich. Well, rich. born news, Sorry. yeah. So the producer of the next Born flick has said that Matt Damon will not be returning. Oh. It's all rumours at the moment. Um, apparently, he was talking to the Hollywood Reporter yep. and said... I do love the idea it's just one guy. What's that? The Hollywood Reporter. Oh, he just runs just around. He gets all this amazing information. It's like that, um, Analyst. She's quoted everywhere. Yeah. What's, what's the guy who does T, TMZ? No. All the Britney Spears news. I don't know why I'm looking at you, Luke. Oh, are you on about Perez Hilton? Yes, Hilton. that one. <laughs> yeah. He does a lot of reporting, doesn't he? Loads of that. Anyway, so... <laughs> Slightly different. That's the actual person doing a job. Yeah, well, anyway, so we got... Uh, I'm going to get complaints about bullying Burfight. Yeah, <laughs> Hollywood Reporter. Um, so Frank Marshall is the producer I of... thought he was the Hollywood Reporter, but he's not. No, he's not. Um, yeah, simply not true, apparently. Um, so this is responding to rumours last week that Matt Damon was going to be back. Yeah. yeah, that was the reason for the delay that was but cited. The delay is happening because there are script problems, not because of Matt Damon. Or so okay. they claim. That sounds worse. Yeah, so if you ask me. Push back to um, to 2016 now. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't see the last. Uh, what was the last Bourne film? Bourne Legacy. Was it Legacy? With, with yeah, Renner. Renner. it was Legacy because yeah. it was I can't Identity Supremacy Ultimatum. It was a long shoot. It was yeah. Identity uh, Supremacy Legacy Ultimatum Legacy. <laughs> how how did you find that? Legacy. Did you do all your, all your own stunts? It was or? good. Uh, I found it difficult taking over from um, Matt Damon. Matt Matt. Matt. 
Uh, uh, Matt did a tremendous work laying down the foundations of the characters. <laughs> Coming yeah. to that word, it was difficult. I looked at his performances. What you he sound did very different from what you do on screen. Well, yeah, but that's acting, Alex. Is it? <laughs> what I do very is, talented. is acting. Of... What I do, I imagine what it is like to be that person, and then I become that person. Can you just give us a little glimpse of your American accent? No, I, n- I need um, the right. I need makeup. There's some makeup over there. I'll go and, and, and you know what? <laughs> that doesn't need any context. Anyway, who's next? Uh, me. Uh, I've changed my mind. But it's what? Right. <laughs> it's all to do I'm with not, the story. I'm sorry. I thought about being not a bit. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, it's always uh, checking. So uh, up until now, I thought the new Turtles film looked like a big pile of turtles head. Okay. <laughs> but after this latest trailer, I actually think it looks really good. <sighs> Uh, I'm excited. Oh, shut up. I, I'm not <laughs> taking any criticism from you. Bearbot likes Transformers. I know, Bearbot yeah. likes Transformers. But if it turns out to be terrible, then I think the tables have turned. I haven't seen the film. I'm only basing it on the trailer. <laughs> you, you've actually seen Transformers and come away with it being like, they are good films. No, the first and the third one. Not no, the no. One. Yeah, they're all like... Because <laughs> the third is really seen as a return to four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really is. That's great. What is wrong with it's you? brilliant. Jesus Christ. So, but anyway, have you seen the new trailer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And what do you think? I don't know. I can't, I can't buy into it. Did you ever watch Totals as a kid? Yeah. yeah cartoon. Or the live yeah, action. Cartoon and live action. You're, you're a bit younger than me. I watched, so I watched more Turtles cartoons than live action stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I can't really buy into it yet. The new trailer does look a lot better than the uh, really good. first one. The Batman but, line's funny. Yeah, the Batman line's really good. It just feels like it, it's not afraid to sort of poke fun at itself, which... Yeah. Because the other thing was the line about uh, you guys aliens. Oh, yeah, that's a very mm-hmm. cool line at the end because yeah. one of the leaked drafts of the script was that they'd be rewritten and reimagined as alien aliens. Yeah. And Will Arnett's character, Whoopi Goldberg's character, says, Will well, are, are, they, are, they, are they aliens? And Megan Fox, April O'Neil, says, mm. no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's they're, just, stupid. they're just turtles. Oh, and they're ninjas. Yeah. And they look pretty cool. So... I don't know. I like it's gone from being an interest of the, three out of ten to guess, a seven or an eight. Okay, and this could it be entirely the way that it's cut and the music used and the presentation? Yeah. But it just looks like it does have, for want of a better expression, those kind of Michael Bay ticks. Yeah, to yeah, some sequences, as in nervous ticks, turn like crashing down. Yeah, but something can be cut in that way. Yeah, it it is the most Michael Bay. Uh, trailer I've ever seen even like the fonts that are used and the way everything's all mm. presented but it is his, yeah, he's, yeah he's got a hand in it but I'm excited <laughs> and I wasn't excited and, I, and that makes me happy because I used to read all the TMNT comics when I was a kid uh, so. you were there at the beginning yeah well I, uh, I've got issue 3 of TMNT oh. issue 1 and 2 you still got it yeah pristine in a, in a little bag yeah. wow near mint I've got issue I don't think they're worth that much oh no it's not like early. It's not like the, you're going to retire on it's it. It's not like, the, like no. 60s in Marvel were. No. Print, like, they were just ephemeral things that some people, by chance, kept pristine. And it's yeah, like, yeah. wow, that's amazing. Print ones are so. I fine. do know someone who went and bought a Spider-Man issue one, though. Really? Wow. Who? Uh, you all know who they are, but I'm not going to say on this podcast. I'm not going to say that either on this podcast. Wow. But quite a lot of money. Wow. But not, not in the... Big scheme. It wasn't, you know, it was a well, lot of money, actually, but not there, 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 No, it's no one that You can't get stuff like, like early issues for like 
a few thousand pounds. Obviously, it's still a lot of money. But this but was... I think in your head, you're thinking of like the ridiculous ones like issue one of Batman, which is over 100,000. Yeah. Well, so, I, so I think this was... Gosh, this would have been... Let's have a look. Probably 15 years ago. Maybe more than that, in fact. Mm. So maybe even 20 years ago that he bought it. And I, at the time, I was like... <laughs> I saw someone selling some early issues of... I think it was Fantastic Four mm. at a kind of market stall very tempted to buy but then looking on ebay they weren't worth anything no and also you have to make sure you're not buying british versions of the comics from that right because they used to get reprinted in england oh. and those versions are worth like nothing really yeah it's yeah. probably what they were um let's have a look cool there you go <laughs> yeah. so amazing spider-man number one um with a cgc which is like the rating of quality um, 8.5 which is pretty high that still I think that's mint near mint yeah 8.5 sure what oh, maybe it's very fine so the scale of how, how it's yeah so ah, it's, you send your comics, comics off to an uh, independent organisation that reviews them the quality of them I don't know what 8.5 is how much how much how much do you want to have a guess uh, for an 8.5 Spider-Man issue 1 5,000 8 grand 7 grand so 8.5 stands for very fine right that is Eighteen thousand pounds. Fuck. In that case, he's made a very tidy profit. That's the thing. Very good investment. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. Well done, him. Well done, him. Ooh. 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 Anyway, so uh, obviously we were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, coming out, but um, more importantly, Mrs. Brown Boy's film is coming out. Who's excited by I that? Can't wait for Mrs. that. Mrs. Brown's the Boys, boys the movie. movie. Look at the look of disgust. Well, no, I mean, it, it's it, some people find it funny. And I mean, I, I you know. Yeah, but people, it's a certain type. Well, that whole thing of people wrote when they broke the, they stopped the program to announce that Nelson Mandela had died. And the BBC got something like 2,000 complaints being like, um, sorry, that could have waited. He's not going anywhere. I want to see the end of Mrs. Brown's Boys. So yeah. clearly there is an audience out there. There for is it. an audience. We'll remember where but we then again, there's Nelson a Harry, Harry Hill film as well. Which Would, I think... I um, initially I thought that almost could have had promise, but because I like Harry Hill stuff. I like Harry Hill yeah, stuff. You wouldn't go to the cinema to see a film with him. And his know? musical's been canned now as well. Yeah, Is it? yeah, yeah. Um, anyone? Yeah, um, I can't sing, which is the X Factor tie-in, and you'd, you'd that, think that's been canned. Yes, yep. um, all the cars were put on two-week notices, so it closed oh, wow. early. Yeah, not fun. I like, but actually, I like, I like TV, TV Burp. burp. Yeah. I like his stand-up I love, as well. I love Harry Hill. No, I've not really seen it. But I think it's really stand-up. good. Yeah. yeah, apparently the film was unwatchable. Well, they never let... They didn't give us any press screeners or anything, which is usually a sign that you they don't want any... You would you? Well, if it's free. Wow. You can do anything. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if it's free. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Miss Brown's Boys, I'm not excited for that. I'm not no. going to go see that film. Thanks for that. Um, but then also, Monty Python are re- the question. reforming. So when is that? When are they actually... Yeah, I think they're playing this weekend. In London. This weekend? Yep. Same weekend as Glastonbury. Yeah. Same audience. Um, Another Penn and Teller tie in here. They've seen the rehearsals and they said it's amazing. It's crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do do no go. It's O2. I saw Teller the other day. I think it's O2. I saw yeah. Teller and Soho. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Did you say hi? Did you show him the picture of you and him? No, that would have been weird, wouldn't it? That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that got us thinking, um, like, what is the best British comedy? Hmm. I quite like Nighty Night. It's a good shout. I I've really like. So what seen? is ninety nine? So ninety nine. Yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, Julia Davis, who you, she's the wife of um, Julian Barrett, who is um, half of the Mighty Boosh. Um, you'll recognise her from loads of things. She's in Gavin and Stacey. 
Um, Which character does she play? Um, you know the the kind of married couple who are just awful and Dawn and Pete. Yeah, yeah, she's Dawn. Okay. Um, so anyway, she's like got quite a strong Bristol accent. Um, so Ninety Night is basically the story of her. It's it's a very very it's her comedy. She's the lead, and it's a very dark comedy about how her husband is diagnosed with cancer, um, and. Basically, long story short, he starts to get better, but she quite likes the attention of him being ill. So she's telling everyone that he's dying and he's getting worse and worse. Um, it's all like Breaking Bad. Well, yeah, but then all the while, kind of, a new neighbour's moved in yeah. who um, is confined to a wheelchair because she's got ME, and he, she quite fancies her husband. So she this is basically pretends to get close. This is a great British comedy. It, it is, yeah. like, it is so dark and so bleak, but she is just so ridiculous. And it's got um, Ruth Jones in it. Who is Nessa from yeah, Gavin and Stacey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Loads of Angus Deaton. Angus Deaton. Yeah. Um, Mark I, for- I always forget the n- yes, Mark Gates, very good. And I always forget the name of the woman who's from the thick of it, who is <sighs> oh, her, her Claire, someone or something. She's very anyway. She's she's Kath, and it's just like hi, Kath. Yeah, no, it's just very very funny. It's a very funny show, and it's very dark, um, but I, quite bleak. Yeah, I second your opinion on that. I think yeah, it's brilliant. I think How many series are there? Two. 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 On British Netflix, and it's no longer there. So I was going to say to any international listeners, try uh, on UK Netflix, but it's no longer there. It's uh. it. You should be able to find some highlights on like YouTube and stuff. It yeah. is really worth it. I think it's very funny. Um, or buy it because it's cheap. Or buy it. What was your shout, Creeper? So my shout is Rebecca Front. Uh, that's her name. Um, oh, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember don't, that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that one. She's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. She is actually. Um, so my pick would be, this is actually one of my favourite TV programmes of all time. I kind of watch it all the time mm. if I'm stuck for something to watch. Is The League of Gentlemen. I've never seen it. Never very seen funny. It's hilarious. I've never saw The League of Gentlemen as well. Right. You've only and recently you watched it. I only watched it very yeah. recently, about six months ago. Yeah, yeah. so Tom that went and watched it recently as well. So The League of Gentlemen is based on the stage show and the radio show from a Perrier-winning comedy troupe. But unlike kind of the other comedy troupes Britain is famous for, like yeah. the Pythons, or like um, Comedy Strip. Yeah. Um, comic Strip? Comic Strip. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't have a kind of... Or, or like Footlights, don't have a yeah. kind of university background from Cambridge, Oxford. They are um, Mark Gatiss, Rishi Smith, Steve Pemberton, and the writer only Jeremy Dyson, who doesn't appear and act in the show. Yeah. Except for once. Well, yeah, in, in cameo roles, yeah. but he never acts because he's um, just a writer. And it's kind of, they create this kind of weird fictional northern town called Royston Basie yeah. which is the real name of the comedian Roy Chubby Brown yeah right and they create all this like this very each season has a kind of through line to it um, but it's told through kind of standalone sketches mm. but they create like this own weird unique again kind of dark British world yeah set amidst like these moors and it's it's hilarious and dark and they were massively influenced by um, loads of British horror movies. Right. So it's kind of like well up my street. I, I remember sort of seeing, mm. uh, you know, when it first came out, like seeing bits of it and thinking, that, that doesn't look much like a comedy at all. Mm. No. no. It's uh, it's quite it, dark in places, it, right? It's dark throughout. Mm. Like, it's all dark. Um, there are characters that are hopeful, but even they are doesn't go well darkness. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's loads of stuff about, you know, you know, incest and cannibalism in, in breeding cannibalism all those sort of things and but it's incredibly cinematic as well yeah and it kind of like um like the christmas episode 
is I think one of the finest kind of one-off episodes of anything mm. and it takes the form of a portmanteau horror movie so you get three short stories linked by a framing narrative yeah. and it's about people coming to the, the town's vicar on Christmas Eve and telling her stories that are kind of little tiny horror movies yeah it's brilliant. Yeah. It's at, I watch it every year at Christmas. Yeah. And it's so, so good. And all those guys have gone off and done things individually. Mark Gatiss is like, he kind of owns the BBC now, yeah, creatively. Yeah. He's the showrunner on Sherlock, if you didn't know. And obviously, he works on Doctor Who. And he lots he of appeared things. in Game of Thrones as well this season, right? He, he was um, the Iron Rank of Bravos, Bravos guy. Um, and Steve Pemberton and Rishi Smith continue <clears> to work together on stuff like Psychoville and Inside Number Nine, which have a very similar tone. But I think Lee Gentleman stands Steve Pemberton, the guy that's in... Benidorm as Benidorm, well. Benidorm, yeah. yeah. That's right up your street, isn't it? You're going to say Benidorm next, what? aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Benidorm is one of those programmes that, I don't know, it just seems to go on and on and on. Yeah. Are they yeah. still making new shows? No, no, no it's it all looks the same. Yeah. yeah, it's weird that he did that. But, sorry, I really waffled on about this, but it's, it's just, I think it's really exceptional. And mm. I think it will stand the test of time. And it's also super smart, because the first two series, they created this bunch of characters that accidentally had catchphrases, like, are you local? Yeah. And the moment they sensed that they were becoming catchphrases, in the sense that little Brinton generated endless yeah, 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 amounts yeah, yeah. of catchphrases, yeah. and then there were dolls. Mm. The third season, end of the second season, they killed off some of those main characters. And the third season right. concentrates on a new format and new characters because yeah. they didn't want to like settle into that groove. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah the third season was so smart. Yeah, like, super divisive. Like yeah. people at the time, it was critically not well received. But ever mm. since, people gone back and gone, this is brilliant. It was a attempt to move yeah. away, right? The th yeah, the third season, every episode ends like all three episodes stand alone right all six episodes stand alone yeah but the end of each episode tells you more about a shared story right so mm. you kind of piece it together week by week yeah it also has Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen in it which is a mark of quality of any show plus in my book yeah what, what do you like uh, well, see, so there's one thing that I should love, but I never really got into it, and that was Spaced. Oh, I've never watched Spaced. Uh, everybody was saying, oh, you'll love it, you love Star Wars, you'll love it. But I kind of came to it late, and it never Spaced really... I think Spaced is laugh out loud funny. Yeah, I never really, really clicked with it. I, I really, I, I love don't Spaced. Think I, I don't, don't like Transformers. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm. You're going to get your t-shirt. Got there first. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think Faulty Towers. I like Faulty Towers. Yeah. Magnificent. Faulty Towels. Exactly. Flowery Twats. Well, that is... So the quintessential perfect. British yeah. comedy. And it's it didn't outstay its welcome, did it? But uh, also... Imagine like, that writing that with your wife as well. Who you then divorce. <laughs> that, yeah. I, I don't think you could get away with some of the stuff that's in it now, though. No. Like, very like, xenophobic like, towards the Spaniard, does, Spanish. Does, well, yeah, exactly. And the Germans. And like, he does his walk. Yeah. yeah. The goose step. Yeah. I think you could get away with that. Do you think? I don't. Of course you oh, could. No, I don't think the BBC would take a chance like that in a million years. Stuff in League of Gentlemen, for instance. Yeah, but I don't... I think... A lot of stuff that stuff wouldn't be greenlit now. Do you think? Yeah, well, that used to be the mainstay of BBC Three, right? But BBC Three is now being relegated online, so what they might take bigger. What's the mainstay of BBC Three? Like BBC Three was meant to be, you know, slightly edgier comedy was its whole brief. Mm. Like it was meant to be the place for new original comedy that was perhaps slightly edgier that might offend the audience of BBC it's, One it's, and yeah, Two. Yeah, I, I never put much truck behind that. No, no, no. The thing but, that was shown on opening night of BBC Three was Little Britain. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And for instance, like. Yeah. And Gav I mean, Gavin and Stacey made its debut there. I mean, I know other th other comedy. I suppose Green Wing. I quite like. I, you don't like Green Wing. I seem to remember. I don't even know what it is. Green Wing really, is I don't the, like Green Wing. Uh, maybe it's you. So yeah. Green Wing is um, kind of a hospital drama that. Uh, well, it's kind of a comedy drama um, with Tamsin Grieg, uh, Stephen Mangan, who's quite famous, most famous probably for being Adrian Mole. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just really well edited. It's um, created by Victoria Pyle, who's the person behind Smack the Pony. 
Um, very, very funny. And then the other thing I like is the smoking room, which is quite niche, yeah. which is an old BBC oh, one. That. So that's Robert Webb without mm. David Mitchell, which right, is a right, fun, right. I mean, Peep Show obviously would that make good. Yeah. But yeah, and it, it's got quite a few big names of British comedy that you might just kind of know yeah. from around. Um, and it's just very funny. It just takes place entirely in this smoking room of, a, of an office and they're all yeah. just dossing all day, just going there to smoke. Um, and there's quite a few good, funny characters and stories. So yeah, no, I think they're also good. And they're, le- well, smoking room certainly is lesser known. Yeah. I'd recommend. Mm-hmm. And the only other one that was The Office, because that was when Ricky Gervais was good. Uh, and he's oh, never quite... He's still good. Mm. <laughs> he's still got it. Mm. He's not got that. He's, he hasn't got The Office in his locker anymore. No. Like, the Office is... Well, he's show running the US one, wasn't he? Or he was producing or something. He's picking up a check. Yeah. yeah. Like all you need to do at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't involved in that. And yeah. it became its own entity. But the the, the the two seasons of The Office and the Christmas specials yeah. are exceptional. Yeah. And, and, like, they and for that very reason is like, that because they didn't milk it and it was just I remember sort of the first time I watched it, I hadn't really heard about it. Mm. And I couldn't tell whether it was a genuine thing or not. Yeah. And then you kind of find I out more about it. Every day me and my friends used to do the lines. Yeah. I think you, you're pathetic. Um, but you still do them. I, 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 I call the office all the time. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend just call the office mm. all the time. Yeah. But it was that seminal for my generation. But also yeah. like it's effects and the kind of the way it changed the grammar of mm. sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah, you watch yeah, sitcoms yeah. today, there's no rationale for why they're shot like that. Yeah. Why is Modern Family shot like a fly yeah. on the wall? Who's filming it? Yeah. 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 But it it's because sense. people got used to finding that presentation of comedy mm. funny because that show was so funny. Yeah. So people comedy, comedy and it. It makes no sense. Just yeah. a, and just a quick note on that. What I love about that in the fi- in the um the American office when Michael, who's Steve Carell leaves, there's just a moment before he goes through airport security where they just actually do a nod to that and like he takes off his mic pack and he hands it over to a camera guy who for the first time sticks his arm forward and takes yeah. it and he's just like yeah can you let me know if this thing ever airs yeah. and then just kind of yeah. goes because obviously yeah. it would change yeah. the world yeah, yeah, right because yeah, yeah. there'd yeah. be minor celebrities well, the, and it's they, just yeah. like well, it's, it's just really nice moment the, the original deals with that in a brilliant way because in the Christmas special it's years after it's gone out yeah. it's like, it opens with Ricky Gervais looking to camera going stitch up that's yeah. how I describe mm. it. Stitch up. Yeah. You know, they 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 edit it down. They make me look like an idiot. Yeah. And he's doing all those terrible personal appearances yeah. alongside Bubbles from Big Brother <laughs> and that guy Howard from the Halifax Adventures. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And he's dressed up as Austin Powers and he's like Shagadelic baby. It's oh, grim. Fantastic. Yeah, it was oh, I'm gonna watch it. I could I quote that and and people say she's just a big pair of tits. <laughs> Anyway, hand on that now. <laughs> no, but what else? Like, there's loads of great stuff. There's like, a lot. Britain does like generate a lot of brilliant comedy and slightly different. Like, qu- like we're quite good at, I think, maybe shifting the needle a little bit and just going somewhere yeah. new. But, uh, my my favourite is probably uh, Fifteen Stories High. I don't know if any of you I have watched heard it. Of that. Sean Locke, yeah. So it's Sean Locke and Benedict Wong, who's actually become a bit of a minor celebrity in, in big films. Like he was in Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. um, and. He, I don't know. He's he's a he's a British guy uh, who just plays the part in Fifteen Stories High so well. So it's about Sean Locke and and Benedict Wong. Um, they rent a flat in a tower block, and just everything that happens to them around this tower block is just kind of normal, mundane, everyday everyday stuff. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's taken from Sean Locke's stand up as well because he wrote yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but there's two he's seasons really of funny. it. Yeah. Yeah. Two funny. two yeah. seasons of it, and I think. If you get a chance to watch it, definitely do. Yeah. I managed to catch it on BBC Two at three AM one one time, like, and 
after that, I just got hooked and then ended up buying the DVDs. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it was on Netflix, but I'm not it sure was, if it yeah. is now. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things that intermittently is on there and it comes off and yeah. comes back on. Uh, Father Ted. Yeah. Uh, Haven't seen many episodes of it. No, but, I find yeah. it very funny. Yeah. I like you know what Ted. I'm like? I, I don't tend to watch that much. Vicar and yeah. Dibley. Yeah. No. But no, it's like, I enjoyed, oh, it, yeah. the t- I enjoyed yeah. it at the time. Like I like <laughs> no, Black Adder. I, 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 I like. I just to just throw me into disrepute. I like the first season of Black Adder quite a lot. Yeah, but, but everyone, it's, only it's that everyone's like, like Black Adder. No, no, no. But the first season where everyone's like, oh, but oh, he's the wimpy really one. The and, first season, yeah. but I, but I quite like that because it's so different to the other ones. Yeah. By the end, I'm fatigued. By the end of the other ones, I'm like, yes, you, we get it. You're sarcastic, Baldrick, stupid. It's quite nice to then have the first one be like, ah, tables have turned. That's just me. Okay. Anyway, listeners, let us know what you think is the greatest British comedy ever made. IGN underscore UK feedback. Probably keeping up appearances. Do you think? (laughs) Is that the one with Bucket? Yeah. Oh, I used to watch that with my nan. Yeah. Yeah. I used to watch Wayne Throp Investigates with my nan. (laughs) Or Woman Solving Crime said, Gran, can we do this? No, stay in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was filmed in Darwin. (laughs) What? You used to watch Equalizer? Yeah. With my gran, yeah. Edward Woodward. What do you watch? I have no idea what any of these shows are. Oh, so isn't it Edward Woodward? It's Ewa Wewa. Ewa Wewa. He's in um, he's in Wicker Man. I can't remember that joke. I did underscore that joke. Feedback. That is yeah, but it's Ewa Wewa, but I can't remember. I don't know. I have no idea what's happening, and I'm lost. So I dread to think where everyone else is right now. BBC reporter Nina Nana covered a story on the Beatles. Yeah, Nina Nana covered a story on the Beatles. That's genius. Do you, um, you know who Nina I also Nana. like? Um, Lisa Mazimba. You know what? Uh, Tom wants. <laughs> what is that? What? Lisa Mazimba. Do you know about the story? Round. No. Yeah, yeah, from News Round. And he sometimes does like film coverage now for like BBC and he, News and stuff. Yeah. And I've seen him at a few screenings. And Tom told me, Tom Butler obviously died when he left the IGN podcast. <laughs> he told me a story that he once went to a festival in Marvin Glastonbury. And the BBC were covering it. And so they're all the stages, like hundreds of thousands of people all looking towards the stage. And Lizo Mazimbo was behind him doing a piece to camera. And then somebody obviously near the BBC tent spotted those Lizo Mazimbo. It kind of filtered through this hundred thousand people. Everyone turned around while he's doing bits of camera. It's went, Lizo Mazimbo <laughs> <laughs> Just ruined it. Did that for about ten minutes. That was the dream. Oh it's yeah. great. We support you, Lizo. I love um, him. I think Riz Latif. That's a funny name. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just think this woman's got Rizzler's fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> she can't eat anything. It. It's just a whistling. <laughs> it's a fluttering. <laughs> Today in Baghdad. <laughs> oh, God. Are we putting this, up, this section up separately? I think we are. <laughs> um, I don't understand. I was trying to I'm trying to get this the gag of Ewa Wewa, but it's because like, I don't have it. On, no. Why does Edward Woodward have eight H's in his name? Because otherwise he'd be Ewa Wewa. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway. It's funny because it sounds funny. Anyway, right. Uh, Shall we move on to uh, listener feedback? Oh, I forgot about that. Whoops. Brilliant. Look, it's Bear Park West to edit it. your time on this? I have to cut that out. Right. It's Who's got the first piece of feedback? Me. Hi, uh, it is from James Martin. Um, love the what, podcast. The chefs. That's the chef. <laughs> <Saturday> kitchen. <laughs> did anybody... I don't watch Saturday he's, kitchen, he's, I didn't get he's that. He's a big car fan. He did a yeah. um, programme where he drove, I don't know, famous route through Italy. Yeah. The, he um, was a massive... 
Penai. Really? <laughs> he is, yeah. Like, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Because I used to think he was all right, and then I watched that, and yeah, I thought similar. Like his co-driver, or whatever. He was so horrible, and disrespectful to. Him. Really? Also, don't get someone to read from an autocue that can't read. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think every time we're sat in the kitchen, he he's, can't, he's, he's not cooking at better. the same time though. It's not when he's reading from the autocue, isn't he? He's doing a bit to camera. Oh, fair enough. James Martin says, if the powerhouses of Microsoft and Sony put their differences aside, merge together, merge together to create the ultimate console and share the market, would this be any good? There'd be no exclusives, none of the DLC first, palaver, and they can work together in the R&D. Competition Opinions. is good. Competition is good for us because it makes people strive to be better. And also they'd never do that because that would require one of them to merge with the other and it would never make sense for them. They, why would they? Uh, I think the pros would outweigh... The cons no, of the doing cons that would outweigh yes, the pros significantly. Yes. Because I think, you know, they'd have a complete monopoly and therefore they could do whatever they wanted to. Yep, and, jack- it, and, and it wouldn't be with our best interests. No, they heart, can jack the prices up. They can do whatever they want. Uh, I've got one from Rob Porter. Can you Porter. do your VO voice? Yes, I can. <laughs> Good. <laughs> this is from Rob Porter. And now I'm going to go back to my voice. Good. Do you know what time of... Well, do you know what... Oh my Brilliant. god! Brilliant. Can you go back to the yeah, other voice? Because that's going to James Martin. Find James Martin. Well, I'm cooking. I'm fine. Do you know what time of day new releases are available to download on Xbox Live? He usually goes to bed. <laughs> usually goes to bed pretty late, and he's noticed that even by five or six a.m., the free games with gold with gold games aren't available yet. This is why we don't allow you on this podcast because you just you just drop things. And yeah. Speak funny. Uh, so, I, don't, I don't think there's any set time. Um, so stuff, just in general, Xbox Live stuff gets uploaded at different times. Uh, every single time, so unfortunately, yep. it's not going to be. It's not always going to be there at whatever time. I okay. just go to bed, mate, and wake up in the morning. It'll still be there when you get up, or not. There you go. So Dean Renison says, basically, it's complaint Bear Park. All right? Okay. Are you aware that some of the issues with Skippy Audio on the current week? Yes. Are you Bear aware Park, of this? Are yes. you aware of it? It starts around 26 yep. minute mark and just keeps going. Come on. So yeah, that, Dean says. Yeah, I'm aware. aware. That, that yep. This is why we had you on this week, just so you can get a pillory. So oh. what's your excuse? Okay, so we have uh, a piece of soft piece of hardware called the TriCaster, which we record all of our podcasts onto. Tri- TriCaster 1200. And uh, it's actually workman. the TriCaster 460, but I'll let you off. Um, oh, it's got sim- similar beveling. The hard drive capacity was maxing out on the TriCaster. You so didn't think to check that before, before the talent came into the room. I was quite busy last week. Oh. So. Don't make excuses. Anyway, it's Rich's fault. However, if it's done it this week, I apologise again, and so, I don't know what the problem is. So well, if, it, it this, if it's done it again that, this week, then this then, bit won't be heard. No, but you uh, will be our readers <laughs> can write in with a forfeit that you have to do. All right. Yep. Okay. I'm like, so if, as long if, as it involves chocolate. Yeah. That's, you don't get to decide. You know what? The insane colour. It involves a metre of Toblerone. A giant Toblerone. And you're not eating it. Death by Mau Mau. Right. I'm a bitch fudge. I've got an email from... Ten man There's more from Dean. What's Dean got? Dean's got lots of stuff to say. On the topic of older gamers, I still play loads and I'm 43, but my dad has an Xbox 360, has played every COD since COD 2. Wow. And wow. most... Oh, I said COD. And most of the Halo games, I think he played them on Legendary. He's 64. If he, if he was a bit older, he could have played the original COD. Wow. More kind of, oh, You know I hate history, Alex. You do We'll hate get on to that yeah. in a minute. Yeah. So, Call of Duty 2, that was a good game. Yeah. Next anyway, one. next. <laughs> Craig Watts from Chengdu in China. 
says, that can't. Uh, a while back, you guys were talking about phrases you were incorrectly saying for years. Well, I found out two in the space of a day. The first was from your very own Krupa. He mentioned a furore. Uh, and I reckon the word, recognized the word immediately, but it wasn't spoken the way that he'd pronounced it. Nice, so he didn't actually say... Oh, he was under under the impression it was pronounced furore. furore. I can't even say that. How do you say it, Creeper? I can't remember. Like, it's furore. Didn't you say furore or furore? That's how, furore. That, that's how it's... Furore. I can't remember why. I've got word alienation now. See, I thought it, I thought it is furore. That's how I pronounce it. How do you pronounce it? Let me just... I don't know. I'd change it with every news video because I never know the correct way. And I can't put it in every one. <laughs> I put it in every one just to wind people up. I don't do that. I'd never wind people up. Furore. I'll say furore. Fiori huh? Rory. Fiori. Fiori. Sounds different on the podcast. <laughs> you can either. So, uh, uh, either or either. Oh, yeah, hey. Tomato, oh, um, tomato. What's his other one? What, so, what's <laughs> the other point? Did he say another word? <laughs> so, in the soundboard, yeah. this. Fiori. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> so, uh, the next day, he watched an Attenborough documentary. And he was mentioned the word, so pop that in there. No. L-I-C-H-E-N. It's lichen. So it is lichen. It's lichen. That's how yeah, I pronounce yeah. it. As opposed to lichen. But he always thought it was pronounced lichen. Yeah. How does your funny voice say it? Oh, it's not found. Do you mean my voice or <laughs> this? Yeah, you know. Lichen. <laughs> lichen. <laughs> lichen. Wait, no, lichen. Lichen. So, oh. Lichen, oh. So can it be so pronounced can... both ways? No. Lichen. Well, what's the lichen <coughs> that you just said? Um, I wonder if it's kind of a, an American, like, niche and niche. Yeah. yeah uh, maybe. maybe. Uh, but I, I would have said, no, it's just the two. Just the two. Um, anyway, I would have said it was uh, lichen. Yeah. Any other words you want to hear? I've got them uh, all here. Uh, no. no. Uh, anyway, he says uh, his English has been suffering from living in China too long, so he thinks he needs to move back to Blighty. But I th- actually don't think you're wrong. I think they can be pronounced both ways. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. Uh, Got to say, I've experienced the same thing Krooper mentioned. Is that your rash? Ooh, yeah, I yeah. think it was your rash, you wasn't it? a topical yeah. cream. It's yeah. off the shelf at Boots. Good. Yeah. It's nice. It's got, uh, it smells like chamomile. That's good. Playing multiplayer games, I think that's the same subject. <laughs> that need teamwork with randoms. I think that is the same subject. Yeah, that's how I got it. Honestly, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm torture garden. What? Uh, and, uh, you've been crushed by a frustratingly good team. That's definitely yeah, true. Yeah, they, they were, they were um, champion. I would... Uh. Um, uh, mine's kind of linked... Because that's linked to Evolve, right? Evolve. Yeah. Is, yes. So just, just building on that from Jake Reed, um, he says... Um, Evolve's tickled my fancy. Uh, the gameplay looks very unique and fresh, but there seems to be very little they could add to keep the formula from becoming a slog and a bore. Is it worth your money? Is there something they haven't shown um, that makes it exciting? And also, he's nervous about the notion of playing with randoms. If you, you know, because yeah. so, without, without communication, I think that game is going to be very yeah. stunted. I think, I think that's the whole point of the game, as it were, like the creating a game based around that concept. Although I had a meeting around about Evolve earlier this week, and uh, obviously can't go into specifics. But there's more to that game that they haven't communicated. There's more yep. modes and more stuff to do. But obviously, the central concept is all about this hunting dynamic. Yep. So they really want to convey that in all the kind of stuff they're showing so far. So there's going to be more to evolve yeah. than uh, meets the eye. Mm, like Transformers. Yeah. Robots mm. in disguise. Uh, Going from Joseph Kramer. Uh, talking about favourite Simpsons episodes the other week. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he is a big fan of Lisa on The Simpsons. So he, 
some Where, of his favourite episodes really? are Lisa's episodes. So he's got stuff like Lisa's Pony, I Love Lisa, Lisa's Sax, Round Springfield, Lisa's Substitute, uh, just to name a few. And he also loves Flaming Moe's as well, which is brilliant. Flaming Moe's is a fantastic episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's also got some favourite quotes as well. Uh, oh, hit, hit, me hit me up in your Simpsons <coughs> voice. Oh, God. Oh, I can God. cry. Okay, so th- this is going to be Homer. Y- you'll know this quote anyway. Uh, it's like, Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. Okay, what's your first name, Mr. Burns? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com if you want to give any feedback on that impression whatsoever. Do you want Rich back on? And yeah. Yeah, don't ask that. I'll, I'll get, I have to see these emails. Lisa, yeah, well, bear in mind, this, is, this was your audition, so it's, you know, it's all on you. Well, that's right, I've got Chief Wiggum next. Oh, Go God. Suspect is hate. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Suspect is hateless. Repeat, hateless, hateless. I can't do a Wigman impression, so I'm not going to do it. But there was oh, quote. Rich, Rich, you definitely won't. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. Uh, Where are you doing it? I <laughs> tried at the start, but it didn't really work. What's your favourite? What's your favourite? I can't. What's what's he sound like? Uh, need that. Clancy. Uh, yeah, he's quite. He's quite. Uh, he's quite uh, you're uh, with uh, probably quite a wide mouth. Uh, is that it? I don't know. Suspect is headless. No, it's not working. <laughs> I just don't. Not working for me or anyone. What's your favourite quote? Well, you've got a list of them, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> what's what's that was his favourite quote? Isn't there another bit? I've gone through my favourite quotes to do about home if I. Yeah, we've done it before. We did, we've done yes, the favourite quote. Yeah, I've, 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 I've never heard you do it in the voice of him. In the voice Simpson. of him. Hey, all right. <laughs> Who's that? That's in the it. style of which Bear Park. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't watch the violence, how do you become desensitised to the violence? Bart Simpson. That's how I justify watching loads and loads and loads of horror movies as a kid. Get to Bart Bart Simpson. Um, yeah, actually, one last thing from Joseph. He would like Alex's God of War review outtakes they on the 250th yes! episode of the podcast. He's actually said what episode that Yeah, song. and he's given us yeah. a time code and everything. And, um, it, so I think it's going to be pretty easy to track down and probably include in. They are a stuff of beauty. What um, did I say? The favourite one is... Have, cross a chasm? Have trouble, yeah. have trouble <laughs> crossing a chasm. <laughs> have trouble <laughs> crossing a chasm. <laughs> don't do the hand gesture. No, I'm not. No, that nearly went... Don't look at the video. I just went, have trouble crossing a chasm. Look, a South Park can do it. Are we subject to Ofcom? No. I've often wondered this. I don't think... Probably. I think we're probably fine. We, rec- we, record, we record this in international waters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a, we're on a boat near on Guernsey. Yeah. I think it's based on an oil rig in the North Sea. <laughs> so there you go. Um, you got another email? we skip that one. All right, okay. Uh, Craig Biles emails to say, I don't see why they don't allow characters to be customizable, having full control over the look of the person who gets into the animus. So this is obviously about Assassin's Creed. The fact there wasn't a female Ladies. assassin, right? From mm. the Assassin's Creed. Uh, altering the in-game character to be similar to the external one who is using the animus. They could use the excuse of residual memories to explain away why you may look female even if you are living a male relative's life. So he's making the point that your modern-day character could be male or female, but the assassin will be male, right? That's yeah. what he's saying. But I don't think that was ever the point here. No. Was it? it was all about... Why the, couldn't there be a female assassin? To make to make her look female rather than just you know a skinned male animated yeah, I mean, you were saying set in the French Revolution, one of the most famous assassins of the French Revolution. Well, one in particular, yeah, like, the most famous one. Is a lady. Yeah, Charlotte Corday. Um, there's a famous painting depicting it as but well. You hate history. I do hate history. We'll get onto that later because I am an ignoramus. Good. So no, I, I hear what he's saying, but I think yeah. 
it's a tricky one because I would like there to be a female assassin, but when they did Aveline for Assassin's Creed Liberation, it did come under a lot of flack. People were like, oh, they haven't animated this properly. It looks just like a man running because I think they actually use the same model as they use for Ezio in Assassin's Creed 2. So it look, his, her movements is, are quite mannish, um, which is fine. But a lot of people have been like, oh, they didn't put the time required effort in. So if you actually want them to move like a woman and actually move differently, it is a bit more effort. I think I'm not saying have... it's undoable and I'm not saying they shouldn't. I think they should do it. I but... think they should animate... Um... If, when we get the female assassin, get the Paula Radcliffe head. When she used to run, Paula Radcliffe. She's got a famous. She got, yeah, she's got a really famous, distinctive running style. Did really? she herself as well? She yeah, did. Like, you're already seeing that one out. <laughs> yeah. I thought I about that as I said I, it. I don't think that's every woman who runs, though, Rich. Is it Imagine not? that no, in an Assassin's Radcliffe. Creed game. I'm in a, I'm in a, yeah, but you're not going to run for 26 miles in Assassin's Creed, are you? <laughs> yeah, knackered. I'm in a whoopsie up top of Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's oh, a big pigeon. Up to my whoopsie. <laughs> Massive pigeons at the top of Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh. oh, no. Where's that come from? I'm getting my head cut off. That's oh. the last thing that happens to me. Could this day get any worse? <laughs> uh, that's it for reading feedback, it I believe. Is. Let's look at the games and movies that are out this week. And, uh, well, we gave Valiant Hearts to the person on our team who hates I history hate more history. than everybody else. So, justify yourself. what? This, where this comes from yeah. yeah so one at the bottom of an IGM review we have these kind of bullet points that summarize summarize the pros and cons of the experience and one of the negatives I put for Valiant Hearts was, was history was basically yeah basically <laughs> reality no I put intrusive historical facts because it's like it's, it's mustard su- gas and this was a very bad gas and, or something right yeah so in the context of the game um, I say I spend hundreds of words explaining that I think the game does a brilliant go- job of evoking the historical period it sets yeah, but out I don't to want depict. to read those words Daniel no, okay. I just want to see the score and the three words that are next so to it so people said I hate history when I actually praised the game for its use of history what I didn't like was that throughout the game the game does a great job of showing you the machinery of war and mm. the First World War was the first heavily mechanised war so it shows you things like flamethrowers tanks chemical warfare in the form of mustard gas like Luke said and the effects it has on people and while presented in a cartoon style it's still quite horrific yeah. but then there's a prompt that comes up and it's like here's a fact here's a fact here's a fact now you don't have to press triangle but it's really insistent and when you do it's like this really pretty lame in cartoon mm. 95 st- style mm. info dump which I think is completely at odds with the game. The game's telling you about war. Yeah. I'm playing it. I'm learning about it. If yeah. I can go off and research stuff, I'm like, yeah. you know, yeah. It looks it. like it really takes you out of it. It as takes well. you out of the experience, but also it's just very unstylish. Yeah. And also, I think what's great about games is there's a golden rule of narration, and it says show, don't tell. Mm. Yeah. Telling is crude, showing is better. Mm. And what's be- even better about games is they can let you experience. Yeah. They don't even have to tell you. They can let you experience what it's like to be in war. So for that to come up, it's, I find it intrusive. Mm. And that's what I said. And people have gone, oh, IGN hates history. Yeah. You can't spell IGN without, um, ignorant without IGN. Great. But it's not that. I actually like history. I just don't need it. I, you know, would Saving Private Ryan be better yeah. in, if presented in VH1 pop-up video style? Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. think so. Yeah. So anyway, that's, but I'm very sensitive, so I take this to heart. Anyway. I shouldn't read the... Just tell us what you gave it's it. It's rubbish. No, it's not. It <laughs> gave it 7.7 and it's very good. It's a puzzle game that's not that difficult. If you liked history, what would you give it? If I liked it, I'd oh, probably 10. There you go. <laughs> Good. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, also out this week is Grid Autosport, which we gave a good review to. I believe we gave it an eight point something. Yeah, eight no, something. we got eight point three, which is great. It was reviewed by Luke, who reviews all of Luke our racing Riley, games. Not me. Yeah, um, he's uh, got wheels instead of legs. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so. like one of those dogs. But he also gave it. Um, <laughs> he said, "Yeah, it's very, very good. Um, it promised a realistic racer, and that's exactly what it is." And it he delivers what Toka fans uh, yeah. wanted. Yeah. So, Obviously, Grid, Codemasters in general have gone off and done. They've in search of popularity. Have More arcade things, right? Bit, uh, whereas this reestablishes that. So I think it's good. It's it's a bit of a weird one that's out on current gen. Well, last gen or whatever. Xbox 360 and PS3, hmm. not next gen. But hey ho, if you like that kind of thing, it's a good game. Is anything else out? One Piece Unlimited World Red. Now I don't know what that is. No. The DS is that DS? No, One Piece is um, it's uh, it's an, a very obviously Japanese focused game. It's based on one of the most popular long running mangas and animes yeah. called One Piece. We haven't played that. My well. mates actually got a tattoo all the way up his arm of just One Piece. Jesus, what some of the onesie? No. Or to the Steam sailors on. So there is anything you've missed recently? This could be a chance to pick it up. I guess. Sniper Elite you- Three is out, but. We didn't actually get copies, did we? No. Which is always a bit of a warning sign. Not no. not really. Really? It's got very favourable reviews. Really? Yeah. We just haven't posted our review yet. I just I think that's just an oversight. I think they were posted to the old office. I think that's yeah. all that's happened here, <laughs> if I'm honest. Good. It's got nothing to do with the quality of the game. Um, uh, in terms of movies, Chef. What's Chef? Chef is a kind of comedy drama from John Favreau, who and directed it, um, Robert Downey Jr. features in the marketing very heavily. I believe he's only in it for a couple of minutes. <laughs> it looks quite interesting, though. Have I you d- seen it? Or? I, no, I haven't seen it. Uh, it interests me, I think, just because of the chef thing. I quite like cooking and all that kind of stuff. Then you like and Transformers. I like John Favreau as well. He's, yeah. a, he's a talented man. Yeah, Sophia Vergara's in it, right, as well? Yeah, so... Remember the posters now. Looks quite interesting. It's about the food truck revolution, isn't it? Bringing you reviews of films based on posters. And John LeGuise. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we haven't played. Yeah, we don't know about that. Uh, well, obviously, the big is Mrs. Brown's Boys the movie, which we discussed earlier. But I'm going to go see that in IMAX. Aye. Hmm. Just Best. to see her massive beard, fake female form. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Can't wait. Anyway, so it recommendations. IMAX, so. Well, uh, how those two films? <laughs> Nolan directed it. Those two films. Chef. Chef. Okay. 100%. That's only because no way on earth shows. that we would recommend Mrs. Brown's Or watch one of the comedy shows we mentioned earlier. Yeah, yes. just um, binge watch all of those. And then game, would you say? Well, I would say both Valiant Hearts and Grid are a good option. Depending on what you're into. Yeah. yeah. But also Sniper. Yeah. If you like shooting the people in the head, which I do. <laughs> good. There you go. Great. Uh, that's it for this week's podcast. You can get in touch as always, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And then uh, don't forget, if this podcast is wrong in any way whatsoever, you get to choose the forfeit that Rich Bear Park does. I'm quite so I'm really now. hoping that's well, I don't know why I agree to this. Can even do it. Yeah. They might have been able to hit. Oh, no. I thought there was some static there, was there? Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this week. Until next week, bye-bye. Bye. bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.